You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm great. It's a beautiful Saturday. It's gorgeous, and the roads are dry, and um, it was so beautiful. I went for a walk with my wife yesterday, and it was gorgeous outside. Yeah, took the took the dog for a walk to the park. It was, you know, 22, 23 degrees. We had a great time. And it seemed like, I guess, you know, all of a sudden the wind came, and, and all the leaves fell off the trees the same day. Right. So we're walking down the thing, and it looked like the yellow brick road. I felt like Dorothy, and, uh, well, I don't. Really like Dorothy, my wife, perhaps. <laughs> I guess that would have made me Toto. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. And <laughs> uh, I keep talking. I may be in the doghouse later. So yeah, we'll well, you know, that. anytime you mention your wife on the air, you're, you're, all, you're always in the doghouse. <laughs> you know, speaking of leaves on the ground, keep in mind that they're they're slippery. Absolutely you slippery. Know? Yes, don't, yes, don't forget. yes. If yeah. you're driving on them, they're slippery. Pretty much like like ice or snow, eh? Uh, yeah, they have very very low grip on on wet leaves. That's for sure. Hey, we also have a guest in the in the studio. It's Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. Mark, thanks for joining us. I'm great. Thanks for having me in the studio. I'm glad to be back. We're going to be talking about electric cars. We're going to talk a little bit of EVs. Uh, we also have Michael Stewart from CAA uh, on the show later. So we've got lots of things to talk about today. Speaking of leaves and speaking of Halloween and yeah, uh, how, people how, driving yeah. safe and people paying yeah. attention or not. Um, or not. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we were talking to Mark earlier about, uh, you know, cars in general, and, and he's got a couple of electrics, and he's quite impressed with the sensors and the information that those vehicles will give you as a driver. Yeah, Mark, the technology is great, isn't it? It really helps the driver. I right? mean, I think you would, let's not forget, you got to pay attention when you're driving. But, you <laughs> know, I, my forward sensor warning, uh, having the car tell me when the light turns green, and I'm I, maybe not the last person to leave the green light while I'm, you know, somebody's looking at their phone next to me. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some handy stuff. We have uh, the car's got the full self-driving option. I'm not quite comfortable yet, but uh, my grandkids think it's the greatest thing ever. So, Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. I, I, You know, I've, I've said on the air before, I don't recall that I've signed up to participate in Tesla's beta test of full self-driving. Uh, I was pressured in the office. They said, Mark, if the price is going to come up, give it a try. You need to be, when you're in Zoomer Radio and somebody wants to ask you, if you don't <laughs> if you didn't try it, how are you going to talk about it? So, right. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, you know, conventional cars, which I drive, you know, I drive different car every week they're not quite that advanced so what i'm what i'm driving this week has a very high level two system not quite to what tesla likes to do with full Mm self-driving but it is hands-off on the uh, on the freeway so on a divided highway it's geofenced it's it's fully hands-off as long as it can see the the markings on the road and of course sometimes it can't see the markings on the road because our markings are crap in this part of the world yeah the uh, the 
full self-driving, if anything, it's, it's you really have to pay attention. If it's not happy the lane it's in because it thinks it needs a faster lane, it'll just change to a faster lane. And then if you find yourself in the fast lane and it's decided that this is not the right lane to be in, it'll move back. So you still have to really be paying attention. <laughs> Wild. Well, then why do I see Tesla drivers in the passing lane all the time going not the right speed? I'm not going to answer that one. Are they not paying we, attention? We have, I'm not answering because we have a Tesla driver. And, some things and, are drivers and some things are cars. They're not all the same, right? <laughs> That's true. That's the voice of Mark Marmer from Signature Electric, and uh, I'm the voice of Alan Gelman, of course, and sitting beside me is Brian Max. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. And, of course, we're talking a little bit about EVs and driving and all that stuff. And it is a lovely day for a drive. And, and you know what? I, it, it's funny. My, my wife is, oh, she'll be talking about her again. I'm You're in doghouse. <laughs> Not only today, Al, but tomorrow, too. No, no, no. But but we're talking about fuel levels, for example. And, and, and it could be either electricity charge or yeah. it could be actual gasoline. But there's some people like to drive around on empty all the time. If you're an electric driver, you can't be doing that, can you? I'm telling you to begin with, I get in that. I have a, uh, if you're fortunate, Mm -hmm. you have home charging and a car with a decent amount of range. At that point, you're almost never thinking about this. Unless I'm traveling to Ottawa or I'm heading up north, I almost never think about this. And I've got the habit of simply just plugging in my car when I get home, even if I didn't drive very far. Just do it, just do it, just do it. It only takes a second to plug it in, a second to unplug it. And every morning I leave with, I guess we call it the equivalent of a full tank of gas, right? And yeah. I just never have to look down anymore. My first car I did, my first car had about 300 and something kilometers of range, which is not bad, but you could burn through 300 kilometers in a day, even, you know, go east, go west. It almost can't happen. I'm, I'm over 600 kilometers on a range on the car. It's just not a problem. No, and and you know, isn't isn't the best part of that experience not having to go to the gas station? Oh, how many times have I told people this? I never stand at a freezing cold gas pump anymore. Oh my god! So but, so question. So so is your garage clean and dry, and and you can drive right in, or do you just have to drag the cord outside because your your garage is full? So you're going to be very interested. You asked an interesting question. Oh, I, have, I can't. I, a, I can't wait, Mark. I have a double car garage. I have. We have a Model Three and a Model S, uh-huh. and I have a 1970 MGB, the exact opposite of right. my cars. I feel a little guilty sometimes. I have a charger inside that my wife uses for her car, and I have the charger outside that I use for my car. And the two chargers talk to each other and say, share the circuit. And I, nobody talks about who's, please move your car. I need to unplug it. None of this happens. And it's I've been having my car outside for uh, seven or so years now. I keep in mind that the car can start to clear the windows automatically. I said it, you know, have that happen at six o'clock in the morning. By the time I get out, it's pretty much clear and warm already or cool in the car, whatever I want. So very, very, very nice. These are options that I don't think a lot of people are aware of, you know, if, you, if you're not in that electric world. Because I, I never knew you could do that myself. Yeah, uh, there's all kinds. And, and uh, I mean, not only pure EVs, but plug-in hybrids will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, I, I, I do, I, you know, if I'm parking a car outside, I do like remote start, especially with, you know, when I, when I have to, you know, start a big turbocharged V8 or something. Oh, keep, in mind, keep in mind, we can do that in the garage. It doesn't matter whether it's in or out. I can... I can warm. It's it's amazing, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. EVs uh, EVs do offer a whole lot of flexibility in that sure. regard. Well, I guess ideally, though, I mean, it's probably a good idea. Only in terms of if you uh, warm your car up in the garage, it's still plugged in. So, so you're so you're exactly not burning that, up. Your you're not fuel. burning. That's exactly correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, in fact, I wasn't aware of it. I watched a great uh, video this week from Consumer, Consumer Report, and it was talking about plug-in hybrids and it, how important it is that you really have to do your homework and know, you know what, what, what the vehicle is good for before you buy it. Or at least oh yeah, for sure. And then you know, just like EVs, plug-in hybrids also you know require a, a, a bit of understanding before you before you pull the trigger on one of those. Oh, exactly. Because for example, I mean, you're going to spend I guess between ten and fifteen grand more for the the plug-in variety. Yeah, typically. Right, and and and, and you know, on an economic uh, picture of that, you you want it to pay for itself. But uh, what was interesting is is people at, in this consumer report were showing that. Well, hang on, my driving style is this. So, uh, for example, I, I'm doing 100 kilometers a day, and uh, I'm on the highway primarily. So, in fact, the plug-in part of that is not even not worth it. Now, and typically, the, you know, the range of, of a lot, of, just, just call it middle-of-the-road middle plug-in hybrid, right. the range is going to be, say, 50 kilometers. That's it. That, that's it. So great for great for the city if you're just running around the city. But if you got to go from you know downtown Toronto to Hamilton, well, it won't take long to run out of battery power in a plug-in hybrid. Right. Um, but uh, but again, you know, you got that insurance. You're not going to get stuck. No, that, and that, that's the thing. And like, you know, like we were saying earlier, I did manage to get stuck once in mm-hmm. a, in an EV where I had to make a decision as to whether I'm going to go to my destination and figure it out when I got there, or turn around and go home. Actually, I mean, we've got Mark in here for the whole section, um, the show today, and, and Signature Electric, of course, you guys install chargers, correct? Uh, that is what, it, we're, we're a 38-year-old company, so we were here before the EVs were, for sure. We do a lot of things, but you're correct, uh, over the last eight or nine years, we've uh, been installing chargers, and we, they, we've really fought along with the market. All right, just quickly, the back into the, the plug-in EV thing, though, um, you don't need a full level three charger, do you, for that? No. So this level thing is a whole interesting thing. I have a YouTube video from six years ago. So it's been, no matter how many videos I put out, nothing is more interesting than the level one, two, three video. Really? And oh, that's great. I've, I've got, I, I can appreciate that. I've got 33,000 views. The next the next views I have is half of that. It doesn't matter what I do, what I think is interesting. <laughs> this is what people want to know about. So it gives you an idea where people are, right? Level one is sort of just plug it into the garage, work perfect for the car that you were just talking about, yep. 50 kilometers. Level twos are sort of at home, and level three is what we're finding on the highway, these bigger chargers. Uh, yeah, I think we should let's let's delve into that a little bit more sure. after the break. Yeah, I, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. This is Dave's Corner Garage, an electrifying show we've got for you today. I'm sorry, dad <laughs> jokes. You know, we're special at those. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman and Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. And we were talking before the break about uh, level one, level two, level three charging. And it, you know, it's a, it's you know, it's an unusual thing, but it's actually fairly easy to explain. So how would you break it down, Mark? Okay, so these whole level things got attached at the beginning, and I'm almost sorry that it ever happened. But so level one is I plug it into a regular outlet. So this sounds like it it, it charges at six kilometers an hour. So I have my, my car has 600 kilometers of range. So that's a long time. So you're laughing, except it, number one, we carry it with us in case we have a bit of a problem. But if I only have 50 kilometers of range on my car, that could just work perfectly fine overnight. And the other thing is maybe I go up to a cottage and I'm, I'm really there all, all weekend and or a week and I never drive the car and that it took three days to charge is completely irrelevant. And this, I actually do this, the odd, I don't have a cottage, but when I'm visiting or renting, I'll do it. So it has a purpose. 
the level two chargers is more what we're calling sort of your home charger, a typical home charger. And level two means that it's it's an AC charger. It's taking the power from the house, delivering it to the vehicle, and the conversion from uh, alternating current to direct current, which is what the battery takes, happens in the car. So when we call it a charger, it's a misnomer. The actual charger is in the car, but people have gotten used to this. And if I say things like EVSE, you don't know what I'm talking about. So we, we don't do it that way. And uh, these chargers uh, range uh, now from uh, maybe 16 amps up to even 80 amps, quite a powerful charger. This is a very popular uh, charger we use for uh, vans and things for uh, fleets and what have you. So that's that kind of that piece of it. And uh, the Level three is really a, what we call a DC fast charger, which is probably a way more simple label. As soon as I tell you that, you shake your head, you get ex- you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's by the highway. It's the size of a refrigerator. And so what's happening here is, first of all, it's actually doing the conversion to DC within the charger itself. It actually delivers DC current directly to the battery. So now we can deliver it much more quickly. These come in various, quite a few sizes from, you know, 50 kilowatts to I think to over 700 kilowatts, something like that, really big. And it's intended for, I use my, I use that type of thing. If I were traveling a fairly long distance, maybe I'm going to Montreal and, a, and I need a stop. I can stop for, you know, 20 minutes. That sometimes is just a pee break or a coffee, right? And then that time I can pick up another 150, 200 kilometers and that gets me along my route. And then I'll plan whatever I'm going to do charging at the other end. Uh, this is not something you'll see in a, you asked about a, somebody's house. Of course, somebody wouldn't put this in their house. They don't have the power for it. They're operating at 480 volts. So And, and they probably don't want to spend six figures on a, on a charger for their home. I'd love them to do it. <laughs> yeah, for you, it would be great for your business. <laughs> yeah. So it's just really more of a commercial uh, item. We And we do install quite a lot of them, but they're mm-hmm. They're 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 a different purpose, and the Tesla chargers that you see, uh, you know, twenty to a bay, those are those are Tesla's level uh, level three solution. Yeah. Now, then, is, sorry, is a Tesla uh, level three and an ordinary is level three any different? Uh, the functionally, in terms of what it's doing, taking AC current community to DC and putting it to the car, the answer is no. But this is a very interesting piece that's happened over the last little while. So Tesla decided from day one, mm-hmm. they said, if there's no way we're selling cars if people can't move past 15 blocks from their house. Who's going to buy a car, especially if we're going to charge them $200,000 for the car? Mm-hmm. They have to have a way to charge them and to be able to get further. And they started putting in these chargers. These They started the chargers and the car together. And I thought, okay, well, that's a good idea. But it just didn't stop. Like they kept going and going and going. And the amount of chargers that are even uh, in the in the Metro Toronto area are unbelievable. The one of the things is that the the NACS connector, the connector that fits into the car, only fit into Tesla vehicles. Right. So it was very easy. You could say to me, "Well, the charger and the car. Where's the money?" Right. Okay. Well, if you're using this charger, then you bought a car. So I made the money. It was no problem. But what happened? Just so and the other cars. Don't don't plug into the same. They're using a different uh, uh, Chatham or, or CCS combo connector. Oh, that, and that and that's where you, the, like I hate those names too. The CCS uh, the, and Chatham. Yeah, I, I don't even bother. Um, and that you know that's where you lose people. So basically, Tesla has one type of plug, and every other car maker uses another type of plug. Until recently. Until recently. Ford woke up one day, and God only knows how this happened, and we caught everybody by surprise, and we're absolutely thrilled, or at least I'm absolutely thrilled, because I think it's a giant turning point. They said, 
in a couple of years, every single one of our vehicles will have this NACS connector on it. That's that's the one that plugs into the Tesla. Keep in mind, the same plug does AC and DC. It's not two different plugs. And it's way smaller, way more compact. Really, I think that I call it that the... Uh, the 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 best thing is floated to the top of the, uh, the you know of the of the game. So it, it is. It, if you've used both both styles of plugs, the, the the Tesla connector is much more elegant than anything else Amazing, that's right? out the there. Cream rising to the top is what I was trying to it's, say, right? It, yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's and it's right on right on brand for for Tesla. But that Tesla connector is a nice piece. Whereas all the other ones I've used, they just feel like they, they're you know like they're Walmart level connectors. So uh, quickly after that, of course, not surprisingly, every single car manufacturer announced that they're going to do it. And then uh, there was a a couple of days there that every 30 seconds, another uh, manufacturer of chargers was telling you they're going to do it. So this is going to happen. So far, they're calling Stellantis and Volkswagen holdouts. I don't think they're holdouts. I just don't think they've quite got there yet. This is not a simple matter for these uh, car companies. All right, that's an uh, electrifying uh, conversation today, and I've, I've, I've got more questions now than I had before. All I right. Mean, the more I find out, the more questions it, I got. It's pretty cool. you got to come EV driving with me sometime, I Al. think I do. I think I do. All right, we've got to take a break right now, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Mark Marmer from Signature Electric, and it's, uh, it is an electrifying show today, isn't it? It is for sure. Speaking of electrifying, um, exciting news. Anyways, if you want a set of tires, this is the last weekend for you to get your set of Triangle tires yeah. for free. Whether you're driving an EV or otherwise, exactly. go to davescornergarage.com, click on the contest button, and enter the contest for a free set of Triangle tires. There you go. And uh, and then it could be summer or winter. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, whether you drive a, a truck, a car, an EV, doesn't matter. Well, I think it's limited to the truck size. I don't think they, they were giving away tractor-trailer tires. No, <laughs> th- definitely not. Definitely not. N- none of those. And, and I, don't think, I don't think you can get trailer tires either. There you go. But, yeah. uh, you know, driving in today, uh, everything is condos nowadays. And, and, of course, anything that's been built within the last how many years, Mark, is equipped for EVs. Was there any particular rule when they needed the? Be it's ready? been a very big mix. Uh, first of all, when you, you have to tell me what area we're talking, all of Canada. I can tell you that in, uh, say, in BC, in certain areas of BC, and in, uh, there's, they have a very different attitude out there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Why is that? Because of more sales, or they're more progressive, or I think they're a, a, a greener thinking place. Okay. Uh, so I think that that's. Just part of it. I don't live out there, but I I, I know that uh, Quebec is a, a. These are the two hot areas for for EVs in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them get sold there. This is partly to do with we have one utility in Quebec, Quebec Hydro, and Quebec Hydro made this same connection. They go, oh, you know what? If we help chargers, those people who use electricity. Oh, look, we make electricity. That works fine. So <laughs> so, so they, you're talking about from a. a, a Building rules perspective. Oh then. no! So uh, yeah, even from sorry, I got you. Got, you let me lose track. So <laughs> you're right. From a building rules, it's been a real mix, and I don't think we're still there yet. Uh, the, uh, Toronto has rules. Ontario has rules. Uh, there's places in in other jurisdictions that have rules. Ultimately, if I can have a, the mic for two seconds about this, I would like to see every building that gets built be 100 percent. EV ready because right now they're some percentage EV ready. I see this almost every single week, so that's fine that there's some percentage, and it's great that they took care of that percentage. So even if it was ninety percent, which it's not, 
who are these other 10%? They live in the building. Don't they have a right? Why do they have to be treated differently than everybody else? Sir, if- I, just clear that up, though. I mean, so I don't, I don't understand what you mean. So it, 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 in a certain a low percentage, there's just going to be five spots in that one building? Or are we talking multiple floors, for example, that are, are ready to go? They usually do it per percentage. So they'll say, okay, we're going to be 20% EV ready. So they take the spaces, they divide up that amount. And then what? just to be clear what EV ready might or might not mean, that's a whole other question. But assume that they're going to at least bring the wires. That would be amazing. Right, right. right. And, and then I'll deal with the charger later on. That would be ideal. Maybe I'm not going to get the charger, uh, but that's fine. But I've got it there. That makes it much easier rather than imagine what's involved for us to have to come and start putting wires, cables and everything. This has become a very expensive thing. And frankly, I as an EV, I, I don't live in a condo, but as a condo owner, I would rather pay a small amount in the purchase price of my unit and have a have this ready for me before than having to deal with it out of my pocket. Once I've once I've done and I got my mortgage going and I come and I now I need six or seven thousand dollars and three months communicating with the board to get my charger. This is a real thing. Three months communicating with the board to get my charger if I'm lucky enough. It doesn't make sense. We got we got to be doing this. Uh, and and it, it, it I think it benefits everybody. The developer. It, it can can get paid for their spaces. Yeah, they'll, they'll make money on that. Of course, why not? Well, yeah. there's absolutely no problem. And, and uh, it'll be better for the owner because they paid less for it. It'll be much smoother. And if the reality is we want people to have EV charging, we just discussed it at the beginning of the show, charging at home is the way to go, right? That makes it easy. Yes. Yeah, speaking of which, Mark, let, let's say, let, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, sort of shift gears, if you will. <laughs> and you're buying your first EV and you got a house with a garage. And you have no idea what to do with charging. How does that How does that process work? How can you help someone? Very simple. You're going to go to my website, uh, signatureelectric.ca. I'll get to throw in that plug. Thank you very much. And you're on the top right-hand side, it's going to go, hi, I'd like to an EV charger. You're going to click that button. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to call you. They're going to find out the details. We're going to come out to your place. We're going to take a look. We're going to give you a price. You like it or you don't like it. And we'll put a charger in for you. And you should have that all settled long before your car comes home. So when your car comes home, you just gently roll it into the garage, plug it in, a big smile on your face and head inside the house and enjoy the experience. You know, I'm laughing because, you know, as a repair tech and, and garage owner, how often did I get a call that was like, how much for a brake job? Okay, and it's the same thing. And now, of course, you couldn't. You could say, "Well, well, what do you need? Front and back, or do you need just pads? Do you need just rotors? What kind of car are you driving?" So these are all important questions that, in a lot of cases, the owner or the person calling doesn't even know the answers. That's right. Same thing with the charger, where someone calls and said, "How much for a charger?" Well, it depends how old the house is, where the charger is located, where your your main box is located. So it always requires a site visit, correct? Not everybody does it. At Signature Electric, we always do a site visit. We... We've tried all kinds of things. We've been doing this for a long time. Look, well, how could you guess what it, the cost would be? Guys are doing this because they're trying to figure it. People send you pictures and this and that. So what happens when I get there and I sent wire with the guy and I'm 10 feet short or the guy didn't understand or there's a wall in the way that I didn't know? Let me, right. send, <laughs> let me, send, this, let me send the actual electrician to the site and the customer goes, the electrician will tell me exactly what he needed and he'll go do it and it's working perfectly. Right, it's right because otherwise you're going to get into a, a a match where you told me it was only going to be two grand, and now you got a bill of like five grand. What happened here? Or you worse know? yet, I, I I come up short. That's even. Listen, we just want at we've been doing this a long time. I just want good customer experiences. I'd rather not do a job than have a bad customer experience. That's not good for us. No, no, and and we you know we've heard of course being on the show, we've heard horror stories of home installations of uh, EV chargers. 
Just to be clear, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do this one too. Yeah. Your contractor needs to be a licensed electrical contractor. That is the rule in the province of Ontario, and they should be able to provide you, which we do at the end of the job, with a certificate of inspection from the Electrical Safety Authority. This is not funny. This is a very important piece of equipment, and if and you want that, will give you confidence that this that this person that you did this work for you can be trusted, and the work was done properly. So Bob down the street who kind of watched the YouTube videos, not how to go. I, I, listen, I think we talked about this last time when we were together. Uh, is, is that the guy that you want to hook up the stove and then run the stove eight hours a day inside your house? Uh, maybe not the best idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a good way to put it, Mark. <laughs> yeah, so people have to know that. If, if, if your house does unfortunately burn down <laughs> and your insurance company finds out, you, you don't have insurance. Uh, you know what, listen, I, I don't know. Well, that's what just, I'm told. I, I, it's possible. I, 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 they will come back and ask, I ask these questions. I, I had I had a couple of railings put in the front of my house over for my little, three little steps at the front of the house. And the guy goes, you know the most railings we put in? People, somebody tripped. The insurance company says, oh, where are the railings? And they don't cover the, the, the trip and fall, and they're putting in railings. Yeah, let's, let's be doing smart things. This is important, right? Yeah, of course. But, uh, especially when you're dealing with electricity and, and, and the needs of an EV. Absolutely. And this is a fairly significant draw. This is probably, to be quite honest with you, this car is going to probably draw as much electricity as your whole house does right now. We do yeah. these because we check these to make sure there's enough power. So I know that a house takes only about 30 amps. Well, I just told you that the charger is going to take at least that. So, And it's going to run four or five hours every single day in your garage. Okay. So if I, I hope I've convinced you. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Mark, question quickly. Now, you guys do the installations. Do you supply the chargers as well? Uh, we can supply the chargers. We do carry some. We're not really a charger retailer, uh-huh. and I'm completely happy if the customer has purchased the charger themselves. Uh, 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 there's there's no issue whatsoever. If they would like to help us have them uh, purchase it, it's no issue. Uh, we're, we're frankly not making. We're not a retailer. We're a contractor. We're not making a ton of money on the on the charger, so it's not really that important to us. And a lot of a lot of manufacturers will will package uh, a charger with their cars these. I, I see it on the on the non-Tesla OEM side where they where they will package a, tar, a charger with the car. Yeah, it's a good question to ask. You don't always know what are you getting with the car. Are you getting something I can just plug in and use on the road? And uh, I, I still there's so many vehicles now that I don't know the answer to that question anymore. Even Tesla stopped uh, uh, packaging certain things. They would actually like you to put in a proper a level two charger. There's reasons for that. Uh, they're, so they're, when you put a plug in and you plug the charger into the wall with a stove or dryer plug, it's another point of connection, another point of fault. And this is where we have a lot of failures. I am a big advocate of hardwiring the charger. And at, at the end of the day, you're making an investment in the EV. The, the cost of a, of a home charger is not that much. The home chargers are not that much. Just to throw out a number, a couple of thousand dollars usually get you the home charger even installed. Uh, condo's a different story. Here we're talking five, $6,000 and maybe some legal fees and whatever. But when I hear from the condo owners, they go, you know what? I spent $10,000 with all the all the things I had to jump through. I think I added $20,000 in value. I think this is a great thing that I did. A lot of them do it and they, they don't have a car. Or they don't clearly don't have a car. Uh, not everyone. And some of them see it as, as being a, just an, an amenity. Well, question, because uh, I know nowadays, of course, when you buy a condo, you don't necessarily get a parking spot. 
So, question: Do they do they price out premium spots, ones that provide electricity, well, and ones that don't? Probably. I guess they could. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. guarantee you that if you're getting a charging spot, you are paying a premium for that spot. And you're right, parking spots are a whole. We could have a whole show on what's yeah. happening in parking spots. We've gone from having a minimum charging, a uh, minimum uh, in, Toronto, in the city of Toronto uh, amount of spaces available to a maximum. They are trying to people get people to not take, use their cars. Yes. And they, it's at one point we got to a point where we would have four levels of parking and nobody would ever park on the lower level because they'd overjudged how many parking spaces were needed. So they're trying to work this balance. Uh, I, I see the, the, the buildings that are going up in my neighborhood have gone the opposite way. You know, there's there's about a, you know, uh, one third of uh, parking spots available for the total number of units Correct. in the vehicle. So they've, they've gone the opposite way, at least in the city of Toronto. I don't know about other yeah. jurisdictions, but Toronto seems to be going that way. For somebody who loves to drive like me, I kind of need some parking spots. So, you know, that that's that's always a consideration for me. No, it's just something to think about. But uh, listen, people move into downtown Toronto. They've already spent a fortune on this tiny little condo. They don't always have the money for another $50,000 parking spot, another vehicle, and and they're perfectly happy. They've got, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, uh, a little younger than me, and uh, they manage perfectly fine. They have car share and they, uh, she uses it every once in a while and they've got transit and the the two of them have no interest in buying yeah. a car. And to be fair, my neighborhood is perfectly walkable. I actually don't need to drive anywhere, but I still love to drive. <laughs> All right, we talked earlier about the leaves coming down, and that means, guess what happened in the early this week? It's Halloween. Halloween. Exactly. And uh, to prepare you and make sure that your eyes are awake, uh, eyes are open and you're awake, I should say. I guess I'm not. Um, we got Michael Stewart, the CA, coming on board, and he'll be with us right after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. But we have a guest on the phone, Michael Stewart from CAA. And, uh, of course, Michael, we've got some things to talk about. Tis the season for kids to be on the road. Yes, thank you so much for having me. As we all know, Halloween is next week. And uh, even the quietest streets can become busy with trick-or-treaters. So CAA just wants to remind motorists and pedestrians and trick-or-treaters just to take extra care and be safe out on the roads. Perfect. And um, when we're talking about, you know, people have to pay attention, obviously, and, and I, I just see it so often driving downtown, and I'm, maybe it's a bit of a bugaboo or I'm just fixated on it, but, but everybody's on their phone all the time, and it drives me crazy. Um, in fact, I, I learned something myself today. Mark was talking about on his Tesla how it has a green light to tell you that, yo, uh, you, you're on the phone. By the way, the light has changed, and you'd be stepping on the gas pedal. I didn't even know they have that stuff. But 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 how are we going to get people to to you know pay attention and 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 not have to uh, you know put the phone down? It's amazing how much vehicles have evolved and the technology that's there now. Uh, as you mentioned, there in that uh, Tesla. But it's important to remember that driving while on your phone while holding a handheld device is illegal in Ontario. Driving requires your full focus, so it's important to keep that phone tucked away, whether it's on do not disturb or just out of reach and out of sight, to make sure you're focusing on the road, especially when it comes to Halloween uh, on Tuesday night. You're going to want to make sure that you're fully focused on the road. You want to make sure that you are obeying traffic signs. You're going to want to make sure that you're looking out at driveways, front yards, spaces between parked cars and the road ahead just in case there's any overexcited trick-or-treaters out there who might be crossing the street where they shouldn't be. 
And even when it comes to pedestrians, you want to make sure that you are focused on the sidewalk and the road as well. So making sure that you're not texting while crossing the road or even have headphones in while crossing the road. You want to make sure that you're fully aware of what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And especially with Halloween coming up, you're going to want to make sure that you're fully focused on either getting that candy or making sure that you're getting home safely. Now, is there anything that people could do as far as a parent goes or somebody doing their own costumes to, to make themselves more visible? Of course, there's uh, quite a few things that can be done uh, to make yourself more visible. So aiming for more brightly colored costumes instead of all black ones. I think some of the most popular costumes this year are Barbie, Ken. Uh, there's a couple other ones that are actually just naturally bright colors and bright outfits, which is great. But if you are opting for a more uh, darker costume, accessorizing it with some reflective tape or glow stick, or you can also put a flashlight face down in your child's trick-or-treat bags mm-hmm. with the caveat that they shouldn't be shining it at cars. And then for drivers as well, just making sure that you have your appropriate lighting on 30 minutes before sunset and throughout uh, the night. Just making sure that not only can you see uh, kids out and pedestrians out walking, but making sure they can see you as well. Yes, ghost cars. I see those all the time. In fact, my oh. wife used to call me the light police guy because I'd be honking and flashing. Uh, but, but you know they don't know. No, and and, and, <laughs> and, and if they if they do switch their headlamps on, they they probably have their brights on at the same time. There's, uh, uh, anyway, Michael, I you know I, I think of my neighborhood, which is a more uh, of a mature neighborhood. Lots of tree coverage, and even with streetlights, it can be very dark. So uh, on Halloween, you know, drivers really have to be careful in in uh, in places like that. Correct. Uh, yes, there is street lighting out there on uh, a lot of residential streets, but I said if there's a lot of trees and it's blocking that light, uh, making sure that your child and even yourself as a parent or guardian or the chaperone that's taking the kids out trick-or-treating, making sure that you're also leading by example. So it's one thing for us to tell kids to do all this stuff, but then we also have to make sure that we're modeling that behavior ourselves. So if you are making sure that your child has glow sticks or reflective items on their costume, maybe making sure you do that as well on yours, just so they see you doing it too. And that way it helps normalize that behavior and helps reinforce it for them too. It's important. Uh, You know, my neighbor pointed it out to me once, and I didn't even think about it because, of course, my winter jacket was black, my pants were black, and and my shoes were black. And he said, you know, you really should do something because cars driving down the street cannot see you. Yes, uh, exactly. And a lot of us don't actually... We don't think about that kind of stuff. So if we're going out and we're picking out a jacket, we're looking for more of the functional style or what will just go with everything. But making sure if you if it is time to buy a new jacket, making sure to consider that option of, okay, like, let me go for a more brightly colored one. Or are there accessories I can put on there that will help make it more reflective? I know for me, I sometimes I'll try and I'll catch myself. I'm about to leave the house walking the dogs and thinking, oh, I have dark sweatpants on i have a dark jacket on nope can't do this so i swap uh the jacket out or other things out and then even the dog's leashes when we're going for walks those are reflective we have a reflective bag that we put on too so there's a bunch of little things that folks can do to help be more visible on our roads i think it'd be good if people went out as construction workers because all those guys seem to have fluorescent vests on nowadays anyways (laughs) yeah all the bright colored vests i mean hey that would be great everyone could 
see, or even the kids who dress up as firefighters. Uh, those are great jackets to have on and are nice visible costumes as well. <laughs> and, you know, we, we were talking about, uh, you know, things being dark and, and we've had months of, of daylight savings time, but we're not that far away from changing back to standard time. And, you know, I've been thinking about it and, and I just charged up my dog's LED collar because I know in a couple of weeks I'm going to be walking the dog at a time of day where it's no longer going to be light. It's going to be dark. Correct. Uh, daylight saving time ends 2 a.m. on Sunday, November 5th. And the clocks will fall back an hour. And as much as this happens every year, I find it always catches all of us off guard. I don't do well when I lose an hour of sleep. Uh, so I always make sure that when I'm getting up that morning, uh, when the clocks fall back, I don't rush anywhere. I try and just take my time. Uh, there's a, you might feel a bit tired or you might feel a bit thrown off with the time change. So it's important not to rush out that day, uh, whether you're driving anywhere, or even going out for a walk, just take your time and let yourself adjust. And then, as you said, as we approach those winter months, those daylight hours are getting shorter. So that's where a lot of these visibility tips that uh, we share for Halloween actually come into play for all of us uh, during those fall and winter months. We want to make sure that we're visible using our appropriate vehicle lighting systems and making sure that we're keeping uh, each other safe and looking out for one another. Um, and, of course, it's a time of year when people are going to want to change their tires over, and I know CAA offers a service to do that, correct? Correct. Uh, we do have a winter tire change service. Uh, so if you go to CASCO.com, uh, you can look uh, into our winter tire change service. Uh, the tires do have to be on rim, but you can book an appointment, and our technicians will come to you and switch them out in your driveway and make sure they're on properly. Will they bring you an orange plastic uh, pumpkin? <laughs> they might not do that, uh, unfortunately, but hopefully. I'll, I'll make the suggestion. <laughs> yeah, with a big CA logo on the back. I think that would be perfect. Great idea. All right, Michael, thank you for joining us. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And Ryan, if you were thinking of going as Barbie, you got to take that beard off. No, the bar- the, I, so that precludes me from dressing up as Barbie. Okay, then you can be Ken and I'll be Barbie? Sure. All right, done deal. We <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Alan Gelman and Mark Marmer from Signature Electric. And, uh, and in fact, um, Mark wasn't supposed to be with us today because uh, uh, an old friend and frequent guest of the show, Christina Legowski, passed away uh, recently. She, um, she joined us because she possessed an unparalleled knowledge of cars and her, she was a writer, wrote for the Globe and Mail most recently. She, uh, her articles were enjoyed by many. Her words also delved into the haunting depths of her mother's Holocaust experiences, inspiring countless with her powerful narratives. Personally, she was a devoted admirer of Barbara Streisand, just like you, Al. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and found solace in the singer's melodic tales. Cats also held a special place in her heart. Her feline companions were a source of unwavering joy. A longtime resident of Toronto, Christina actively took pride in her Polish roots, spoke the language, and enjoyed its culture. As we bid her farewell, Christina's vibrant spirit leaves an indelible mark on those she touched. She shall be deeply missed. Absolutely. Dave and myself have known her for at least 30-odd years. You know, we uh, met her originally doing consumer work for uh, Automobile Protection Association. Um, she would write for them in their monthly magazine. Uh, but but she was dedicated to the fact that, you know, she, she really wanted to make sure her words were, were correct. Um, 
You know, she wouldn't just call out somebody on something. She, In most cases, she would call myself. She would call our, another friend of ours, Ellie Melnick, who, in fact, is an engineer, not just a tech, but an engineer, just to make sure that the content was correct, that, you know, that she didn't want to get called out for saying something that was, you know, incorrect. Yeah, so. no, I, I always enjoyed reading her work because uh, she's she was uh, not a uh, an automotive journalist, and that's you know the the world I I uh, I spend time in. Other and, question though, yeah. you know, her website was Drive Like a Chick. Yeah, I wonder. I I don't know how to take that. I don't know. Are, are girls know. better drivers or worse? Are uh, we not supposed to question that? No, I don't know about that. I, you know, with, with the race team, I'd love to have women race uh, race with us. I, uh-huh. they, you know, to me, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But uh, you know, I think w- certainly women have a different perspective. But Christina's perspective on and especially in 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 her work in the last couple of years, she was delving a lot into EVs exactly and and really understanding what what the challenges are for people coming into EVs coming from an internal combustion engine car. So her stuff was very informative, and and you can still find it out there. All you need to do is uh, search for Christina Legowski and you'll find her stories. Yeah, some great information there about electric cars like like Mark provided today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. A wealth of knowledge. I I figured it was just chargers you knew about, but you know about the whole thing. Yeah, you know what? I Actually, when we started installing the chargers, uh, that's how I ended up in a Tesla. Uh, We were installing a zillion Tesla chargers and I was getting all kinds of questions about the car and I didn't really understand the car. And I said, listen, I'm not spending $120,000 on a car. No, Mark, no, Mark, come on down, test. There's no no commitment. You don't have to worry. Let me just take you for a test drive. Right. If you don't want to buy an electric car, please don't test drive it because you're going to love it when you get behind the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) So my first car probably cost as much for that car, as every car I've owned be put together before that, right? But I have loved the experience. It's been a bit of a treat for me. Yeah, one of one of my uh, favorite experiences in the in the last year, I drove uh, a proper AMG electric. Mm. So Mercedes does an AMG EQE, mm-hmm. and it's tuned by AMG, and that is my jam. It does everything I want it to do in terms of performance, handling, all of that stuff, and then on top of that, it's an electric. Yeah. It was it was an incredible driving experience. Came out just at the right time for an expensive car, and the interest rates would be a bit high. My Mercedes dealers aren't exactly thrilled. <laughs> That's <for laughs> but it's sure. a great, great looking car. Great looking car. Yeah, and as the AMG, I mean, it's uh, you know as a, as a as a race driver and all that stuff that that it ticks all the boxes oh. for me. It's got big brakes on it and great seats and lowered suspension, big wheels and tires. It's, right, a, it's you a, see the smile on your face. Uh, it's a, <laughs> lo- a lovely driving car. That the episode's on my YouTube channel. It is a fantastic piece. So, question. But what does it sound like? Uh, and, and like an electric car on the outside. Oh, but they don't they don't have like uh, an audio file that they play for. Yeah, they, they do some sound augmentation on the inside. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of manufacturers are, are are doing these sounds. I can always identify the um, Audi um, e-trons because they um, they have a, a, a they have sounds that were composed by Hans Zimmer, the the well known composer. Mm-hmm. So I can always hear when those drive drive by my office there. Oh, so they're different. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I yeah. Didn't, and I didn't you know, know that. and uh, you know a lot of conventional cars emit a certain noise at, at pedestrian you know yes. at, at lower speeds so yes. pedestrians can can hear them, but those uh, those Audi e-trons are um, they make a different kind of sound and they're going to always pick those up. My brother's Kona's got just a, a a little sound that I can hear when hearing that the low speed that I think again to help with the pedestrians and what have you. I, I believe you could turn it on and off, but yeah. I, I I thought, "Oh, what was that?" Oh, you Did have I, a choice cuz I I thought the the, the government and made 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 uh, made it a ruling that in fact these cars they had to have warnings for pedestrians. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure of that it's it's quite possible. 
Uh, I do have to mention that uh, not that long ago, I saw somebody with a Tesla that had some kind of external speaker on it <laughs> that, that, that mimicked the sound of a V8. Yes, they, there's a whole, uh, there's a lot of toys and gadgets, and I won't go all into it because I don't do it as much as some of the guys, but that they can do light shows, they can do sound. My, the grandkids are very excited that it can make fart sounds inside the car. Of so course. It's all, kind, no way. <laughs> all, kinds of, all kinds of fun. It's, I think once you get these engineers, they say, well, we could do this too. Would you like that to happen? I think that's how the green light thing started. Right. Somebody said, well, we already know it's a green light. Why don't we just ring a chime? Oh, okay, that sounds right. Yeah, and, and it's software. It's a couple of lines of code. And it's, that's, it's, that's, that's and it with over-the-air updates, if, if, it's, if, that, if that software isn't on your car, it will be overnight. It's amazing. Wow. Again, what's the website? Oh, a signatureelectric.ca. Thank you. <laughs> and you've got a prominent button. If you do need a charger installed, you've got a prominent button on There's the, on the a website. Right top right-hand side is, I need a car charger, or I'd like electrical service. Those are your choices. There you go, and you do provide both. A hundred percent, You did for uh, one of my relatives, and she was very happy with your service. Oh, Appreciate thank you so it. much. Yeah, and in fact, in her case, too, she didn't take the charger that the dealer suggested. Uh, Mark said they have one better that costs less money. Ooh. Yeah, well, Mark knows the business. It really is go. a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, thank you for keeping the wheels on our electric bus today. And again, uh, thanks for joining us. Drive safe, everyone. Have a great driving weekend. It looks like a beautiful day for a drive. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.